So we're here. We are here, and, and finally I get to sit down with you. We're on our SoFlo Vegans podcast. We got a chance to look around, see everything. And the cool thing about what we're doing right now is we must have crossed each other's paths about five times now. Many times, many veg fest, yeah. And you mentioned it coming in that we've actually, I don't think we've really had a, a legit conversation. Sure. So this is, so I know a lot about you. You've been speaking with Alba and you know about SoFlow Vegans. So now it's like I get to actually have a conversation that's going to serve the community and 100%. learning about what you have going on. And I hear your name. I hear Sean. Sean. Sean's doing that. Sean, like, Sean, we got to talk to Sean now. <laughs> Finally. So we're here with Jordan David, Conscious Muscle, but that's not all that you're about. You have sure. a, a lot going on. We're actually at your, what, tell us where we are right now. So right now we're at um, this new five-acre sanctuary expansion. So um, where we were at previously um, was the acre and a half property. Um, that's where I was at with the animals. Mm -hmm. And... We grew so much, we didn't have the land or capabilities for more animals there, so I have the five acres here now in Loxahatchee. So what I actually want to do is I want to jump into a time machine and yeah, go, go back, yeah. see where you started. Like, what made you even, like, what started first for you? Your, your concern for the animals are going plant-based. Um, so, you know, I guess I'll give you the, the rundown. It started with me going vegan. Okay. And I was a typical meathead bodybuilder. I was against veganism completely. Just completely because I was indoctrinated in, in bodybuilding culture and bro science, like any guy who wants to make gains, right? So um, I was personal training at the time, and I had two clients. And um, one of the clients was Susan, her and her husband, John. Um, Susan went vegan. And uh, me and John thought it was a bad idea. We laughed at her. We mocked her when we worked out. We we're like, you're going to wither away and die. Like, we would literally crack on her the whole time we were training. Mm -hmm. And finally, she had enough. She's like, Jordan, I'm going to give you till this Friday. If you can give me just a paragraph about why I shouldn't be vegan that's backed up by science, I'll give up. But if you can't find any reason not to, you're going vegan. Oh, wow. Yeah, she also put money on the line, too. She mm -hmm. put, like, 500 bucks on the line. I'm like, I'm a hustler, okay? Mm -hmm. So week passed, I looked at every article, every medical journal, and I was really digging because I wanted to prove her wrong. Couldn't find anything negative about veganism. I realized at that point, wow, this is literally the best thing for my health, mm -hmm. my children, the world, and I've literally been spewing recycled bullshit that's been spoon-fed to me by ignorant people that don't know anything about nutrition. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really started delving. I'm like, cool, you know what? This is the way to go. And from there, that led to... Um, the, you know, the animals, the animals themselves, learning about factory farming from things like earthlings and different things like that. You know, it started, I would say, definitely from a health, nutrition, and fitness standpoint and quickly transitioned to the animals. So once I became more, I guess, I, I guess there's many labels for vegans. I guess they call them an ethical vegan. You know what I mean? Um, it just became about the animals. And we had a couple rescue dogs. We had a rescue pit bull. And from there, um, we rescued our first two pigs, our first rabbits, our first goats, and it started growing until on this acre and a half, we built out a small sanctuary with seven pigs, two goats, 20-something birds, um, chickens, turkeys, guinea hens, you name it, um, guinea pigs, rabbits. So we got to the point where we just didn't have the land. So I, I was, since I started Conscious Muscle, I think roughly four years ago, I've been really putting away my money and hustling. Like I'm a hustler, I hustle hard. And I literally put my entire life savings, my, my everything into this property, this five acres. And it was one of those things like, you know, you have a lot of questions like, am I going to be able to fund this? This is going to be expensive. How is this going to work? How do I do? Fuck it. Just fuck it. You know what I mean? If you want to take the island, burn the boats. There's no looking back. So I put everything into the property. We're here. And 
I wanted to wait to start taking in animals until enough money was raised and everything was built out, but I took it upon myself to learn how to build the fencing you see out there, and I just started taking in animals. So here we have Ragnar the turkey and the new coop, which is getting ready to be filled. We have the pen with the seven pigs. We have Leroy the mule. Um, we're about to get three cows. We're about to get another seven pigs. And... Um, Hopefully just continue growing, you know, but doing it sustainably, you know, you don't want to end up in a situation where you have more mouths than you can feed, you know, there's a very practical implication when it comes to infrastructure and funding, you know, stuff people don't think about, you know what I mean, everyone wants to rescue the animals, but you got to have a plan in place, so I'm just, I'm doing my best, I'm rolling with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you... A lot of things going on. You are obviously a body look. You're a bodybuilder. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, you are you have an entrepreneur. You have sure. a business that you're running, and you are actively saving animals and buildings and building sanctuaries. Like this is the second one now. Yes. So yeah. do you would you say it's honest? Is it honest to say that when you have your mindset on something, you're like a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent, like yeah. have like a certain level of. That, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I'm one or a hundred, and I really am. Mm -hmm. It's funny you said working on balance through literally a routine every morning with meditation. Mm. I meditate every day. I'm going to yoga. I'm trying to journal. Whatever it takes, because I'm one or a hundred. You know. So yeah, it's. I'm like I'm vegan. I'm all in. I want to rescue animals. And yeah, I'm an entrepreneur and hustler. But money's not enough for me. I need purpose mm. to hustle. If you want to get me from A to B, there's got to be a reason. So. Look, I mean, I love helping people with the coaching and spreading awareness with apparel, but the main reason for all these businesses and trying to generate income is to fund the sanctuary. So basically, the animals are the purpose and drive behind my businesses. I sell these shirts to fund this. I do my coaching to fund this. So it basically boils down to my drive. I take care of my daughters and my family. Mm -hmm. um, as a divorced dad, it's important. You know, I have a good family function like me and my ex-wife co-parent very well together. We have a great family dynamic, and I like being able to provide for my family and provide for the animals. So literally, my priority list, daughters, animals, and then somewhere in there, I'm working on Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jordan can wait. You know, this stuff's important. These, these are lives. You know, every animal you see here, for the most part, would have been executed had they not been on this property. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, I, I guess if you want to, if you want to, I don't know how to explain it. It's just one or a hundred. If, if you want to be the best at anything, I don't care if it's bodybuilding, I don't care if you're an entrepreneur, or if you want to build a sanctuary, you got to put everything into it. You have to. So I've experienced it. I'm sure a lot of people listening to experience, especially if they have that same sort of mindset and they're passionate about it. It's passion. Yeah, absolutely. It's passion that drives that sort of work ethic. Because yes. if you don't have that passion, you'll be happy with a nine-to-five. You'll sit Correct. and just like cock out, go home, watch TV, and start over again. You know, I think you'll agree with me, man. I don't know why we were put here or if there's even a purpose in this whole cosmic game we're all playing, right? Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact we're not here to do something we hate with the majority of our time to pay bills we don't want to pay. Mm -hmm. That's just not why we're here, you and know? For me, it's finding your gift. In, and, sure. and for you to hold your gift back is selfish. And, but you have to, part of the fun is figuring out what that gift is. Sure. You know, so like even parallels to like X-Men and stuff like that, I've been thinking about this lately. It's like, that's real. You know, we're all born with a certain ability sure. to, be, to provide a gift for this world. And understanding what that gift is and then actually implementing and the doingness of it is important. I agree. So for you, you've uh, you found your gift and we could say in a general sense, not sure. to a specific thing in the body, whatever. Yeah. 
how do you prevent yourself from burning out using that gift from the world? I don't. Mm. I don't, man. And that's why I'm working on the balance, the meditation, the gratitude journaling. Um, pretty much every day there's a certain level of stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like I come, I come from a very, 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 very rough background, very rough, violent background, completely opposite of what I'm doing now. You know, you know, so every day is a conscious effort not to feel anxiety, not to be stressed out. Like mental health is a huge thing, man. We don't talk about it, but this is a stressful thing. You know, I, Instagram is everyone's highlight reel, you know. Getting everything ready, you know, with my daughters, with my family, with my businesses, there's always fires to put out. Then the animals, things happen. Yesterday morning, I have a million things going on, but because of where the mud pit is, it softened the dirt under one of the fences the pig got out. So I had to go, you know, so there's all sorts of little things you have to do. So I guess my answer to that is I'm doing my best, and I hope everyone does their best to find their balance. You know, little things like a headspace, it's an app, a meditation for 10 minutes a day has really transformed my life. Is it perfect? No. You know, but that's what I'm realizing is there's not always going to be smooth days, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, just life happens, and you've got to be in a position where you're strong enough to roll with it. So... Okay. I mean, that, and that's, that's, a, that's, the, that's an honest answer. Because yeah. if we don't all have it figured out, and what's important is that, for me, is being grounded in what my vision is, what my mission is. Well, let me, gosh, I know this is about conscious muscle, but I'm, I'm, I'm always learning, right? Like, I'll take away something from talking to you today and implement that in my life, right? Like, we can have all the knowledge in the world. We can aggregate all the data. But unless we have the wisdom to apply it, mm -hmm. it's useless. So let me ask you, because I see on social media, I see SoFlow Vegans, I see you guys doing a ton of podcasts and interviews. How do you keep from burning out? Because with you, I got to think it's, it's a little more intense because you're dealing with a bunch of other people's schedules and influencers that have a million things going on, right? Like, how does that, I mean, how do you, how do you keep from getting burnout? I won't interview you, but I, no, I'm no, curious. No, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's part of the conversation. And for me, it's, it's practice and routine. I've been doing a version of this since 1996. Oh, I've wow. built like four communities at this point. So uh -huh. for me, it's, being driven by what my vision is and understanding that I don't know what's going to come up and enjoying that process, enjoying the unpredictability of life and even in the obstacles that I come across. So you're grounded in presence, essentially, which, which I guess translates to the same thing as consciousness. It, exactly. You know, so that's where I am. And I also um, invest a lot in my personal development. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of... I, take on a lot of coaching, I go take a lot of transformational work, and I'm constantly in that, in that work. Like, I spend weekends, there's times I was like, hey, we have this event, oh, I can't do it because I'm on this three-weekend, three-day training learning about how, who I am. So you are the essence of that quote, your level of success in life is essentially paramount to your level of personal development. That's it, the more you put into Sean, the more Sean puts out into the world. Well, it's oxygen mass theory, you know, it's like, in order for me to be the best version of myself for other people living an outward, outwardly focused life as a servant leader, I get to make sure that I'm in integrity in my personal, my personal space. Because no matter, you could, I could be out there trying to service a community, but if I'm constantly going back to what I have going on in my life, am I really present to being in service to the people that are there? That makes sense. I mean, let's, you know, we're being transparent. We started off that way. I had a super stressful morning this morning, and you guys, like, walked right in. You know what I mean? But fortunately, again, good at what you do, you know what I mean? Now we're sitting here, we're talking, we're calm. You know what I mean? But 
De definitely rocky start to the day, man. <laughs> no, but it's it's but I and I and at the same time I appreciate that experience because <laughs> sure. there is a super we I mean and not even just with you but it keeps coming up in conversation. There is a level of superficiality in this culture that we live in today, and it's it's frustrating, especially when people are rewarded for that superficiality, mm. and then there becomes a certain point where there's a temptation to buy into that, and it never ends well. You hit the nail on the head, and I'll probably leave it at that because I don't want to come off negative when it comes to social media and influencers. But yeah, man, I, I try to be very authentic and real. You know, like talking about this this morning, would it have been better? Or what, let me say this, would it have looked better if we rescheduled? Absolutely, there would have been a different, more positive, I think, energy, right? But... Like what me and you talked about, it's about being authentic and being about genuine. We're not trying to get the perfect shot or the perfect video. So I have a, like, a love-hate relationship with social media. I love these platforms and what they enable us to do for spreading awareness and building vegan communities like you do and building sanctuaries and spreading awareness. But, man, you know, influencers, ugh, even the word influencer, I'm like, you, you have a blue check mark and call yourself a public figure, good on you. Like, people derive a sense of value from their follower account. Like, I met a kid at the gym the other day who knew Conscious Muscle, and he's like, oh, look at the following, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like, my man, I'm a guy with an Instagram. This could disappear tomorrow. It doesn't Mine. mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, and, and, it, and it's easy to get wrapped up in it. Like, oh, yeah, like doesn't matter it's like playing a, if you ever played a video game like oh, i'm level 80 who cares good for you i'm your your paladin has a super strike like you know what i mean like i i know i when i was little i nerded out i used to play like diablo and world of warcraft so that's literally how i look at social media like people predicate your character based on your level not your substance and that's social media i'm laughing because it draws a parallel to like sometimes i get caught up in these iphone games or these little app games sure. and i get all into it and i'm like oh I'm like, I'm level whatever, whatever. And I realize that like, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, why am I doing this? You know, so, but because it's not grounded in like a bigger purpose. Like if sure. every level I got to fed a thousand people in Africa. Let's okay, go. You know, but it's yeah. like at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, I could have been doing something else. I know. It. So um, with that being said, bringing it back to what you're actually doing, what you've created, your experience, your sure. knowledge base. You know, there's one, yes, us sharing our experiences, but people can walk away with this also with some added knowledge of like, okay, how, especially in this space, this vegan space, sure. how do I balance building my following, which is, in, which is integral in you being able to spread your message to as many people, if you're grounded 100%. in what your message is, and be focused on what you're doing it in the first place, not getting lost in that. Absolutely. Like how, like you seem to have a a good balance with that of being able to build a business off of that, so you can you can essentially um, finance what you really want to do. I put the grounding towards that. Sure. So can you go a little bit into what that might look like for someone? Absolutely. So most important is you have a goal, you have a vision. Like you said, you keep your eye on that vision. Once you have a vision or goal, you have to know your why. Like, what's your purpose? So I know my vision is this animal sanctuary and its growth and spreading awareness, right? I know that. That's, that's the fuel for everything. So it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people are like, oh, you're such a good person. You're a saint. I'm like, I'm not. This is the right thing to do. And like I said, I had a really rough life. So I don't even know if you would call it making up for my life, but, you know, I was a taker. 
You know what I mean? I was a taker. And um, I, I, I don't want to spend my life like that. That's not the example I want for my daughters. So I want to give. I want to be a giver. The world will be a better place if we all have givers. But to be a giver, you have to be in a position to give. Mm. So I look at my social media as a platform to do a few things. So when it comes to the fitness and nutrition coaching and helping vegans get in shape, I love doing that. I love being able to take someone and have them start here and then have them finish here and be happy with their body and be able to look in the mirror. It's a journey of not only aesthetics, but self-love, you know, it, there's a balance. And then with the apparel, I love when I see someone wearing a conscious muscle shirt. You know, I know besides funding these sanctuaries, our business model, we still donate 10% to other sanctuaries every month because that's our model between the coaching, not, I'm sorry, between the apparel and the supplements. So I guess the biggest thing to balance it all is have a vision, have a mission, have a goal, and keep that at the front of your brain and don't get distracted. Don't give a shit what other people think. I don't care. Like that's, one, I, that's why I turned down a lot of visits here. This, like I told you, it's not a petting zoo. It's not an amusing park. It's a sanctuary in every sense of the word, word to make sure the, the rest of these animals' lives are the best of their lives. So the biggest, I guess the biggest two things, I know I'm all over the map here, no, no, but I'm is <laughs> keep an eye on your purpose and don't give a shit when anyone thinks. I don't care if you have 1,000 followers, 50 followers, and someone else has 100,000 in the same space. Yeah. If you have an authentic message, it will resonate with authentic people. Because I, I can tell you, like, doing, let's say, your podcast can reach a tremendous amount of people as opposed to, let's say, someone who has X hundred amount, hundred thousand followers that has no substance, has no mission, has no value. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I guess, one, keep an eye on the prize, your goal, your vision, too. Don't give a shit about other people's judgment or what they think. If you want to post something, post it. If you want to say something, say it. You know, be authentically you because it's that you that's in line with this vision. So it's the only way you're going to get to it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we talked about how you got into it. Obviously, the birth of your daughters, I'm sure, played a big role in, in how you, yeah. you like, explain that. Because me, I don't have any kids. Like, for people who don't have kids, like, how does how did that shape you into who you are right now? I mean, right, we're doing a really genuine, transparent conversation, right? So... I don't know. I wasn't taught how to love. I didn't have unconditional love. I didn't have loving parents. Um, I grew up with a mother who was an alcoholic strung out on heroin 24-7. A father who went to prison early on in my life because my mother spent all of the family's financing on heroin, so my father did what he had to do and ended up in prison. I was bounced around, moved around with my mom from abusive boyfriend to abusive boyfriend watching her get the shit kicked out of her um, until she met my stepfather which was some normalcy. My stepfather was a great man. He passed away. His name was Terrell. Um, anything positive in me, he instilled in me. You know what I mean? And, um, man, you know, when my, so at, moving forward, um, they got divorced because my mom started using or was always using, but he found out. Mm -hmm. um, I turned 17. I got a phone call. My uncle found my mom dead on the bathroom floor with a needle in her arm in a puddle of her own vomit. Uh, shortly after that, um, I went off and lived a rough life, you know, without guidance. I ended up getting stabbed six times. I have six holes in my back the size of silver dollars. I have a punctured lung, a punctured liver, one uh, entry wound a millimeter from my spinal cord. I was suffocated to death. They tried to snuff me out. That's a long story. Um, I lived a rough life, man. I, you know, got in some pretty, pretty bad bar fight. I got locked up and almost served time in prison for that. I got very lucky. I got an attorney. I was stuck in a maximum security facility for like 33 days before I got bailed out. And I don't share this on social media because I see a lot of influencers trying to be like, oh, I'm a tough guy. I used to be a drug dealer. I used to do... 
fuck all that. There's nothing glorious about that. That's why I don't share that, but it's a part of my life, and I'm being, like, super transparent with you. No, so coming up after all that, after that bad bar fight, I moved here, and uh, my best friend in the world, my stepfather, Terrell, called me, and he's like, he was struggling with cancer, and I just remember the phone call. He called me Jord. He's like, hey, Jord, sorry, kiddo. I'm not going to make it out of this one. I love you. And that was the first time my stepfather ever said I love you in the whole time I knew him. And uh, after he passed away, I was living with my aunt, my mother's sister, to get back on my feet. Uh, a few weeks after my stepfather died, we found out she had stage 4 lung cancer. So we did everything possible for her, and within a month, she was in hospice. And while she was in hospice, the day before she died, my older brother Jeffrey got in a car accident and died. And she died the next day. So when I tell you I understand suffering, I understand violence, I understand the other side of the tracks, that's why I do this because I know what pain and suffering is, and no being, a child, an animal, deserves to go through any of that. So how this all curtails to your question is, my daughters completely transformed me and um, made my heart beat again. Um, but it's a process being a father, dude. I don't know how to love. I, I, I was not handed a blueprint. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, my ex-wife is an amazing mother and really helps me, you know, be the best dad possible, because that's my number one priority. My daughters will never do or see a quarter of what I've done and seen. So, they, um, yeah, my daughters changed my life. They really um, softened me up. And I think um, if there was ever any question as to what my life's purpose was, it is my daughters. But the animals and veganism gives me my own personal purpose for my own identity, aside from my children. You know, your children are, are a priority constant no matter what, but you have to have your own thing. And that's, veganism's my everything, dude. If I, if I, if, I didn't have this vegan community, if I didn't have the animals, aside from my kids, I'd be lost. Wow. Yeah, man. And, and, it's, and it's amazing, too, that what your passion is outside of, you know, being there for your daughters is actually being there for your daughters. Yeah. It's creating a, a sustainable planet. It's creating a place where you're living through compassion, and that compassion is infectious. It's especially when you're standing for what you believe in. I hope so, man. This is, you know, at the end of the day, all we have is what we've done, our experiences and the memory we share. So this is the legacy I want to live for, leave for my kids. Like when I'm gone, mm -hmm. we're all going to go home one day. This is how they're going to remember their dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this is how the, hopefully this is how the world remembers me. If they remember me, I don't, I don't care. I'm not Alexander. <laughs> like this is why no one will remember your name. Like I don't give a shit. Who's, I don't even know who said that. That was... um. Achilles or something like that in freaking what was that movie? Troy. Okay. What's that? I forgot the name, but like I don't care. I don't care. You know, you're, we're all on a short vacation here on Earth before we go home, and I just want to make an impact that makes a difference here. I don't care how people interpret it or view it. I really don't. You know what I mean? And again, that's the love-hate relationship too with social media. You know, it's like everyone's highlight reel. I just want to be real, man. I, I think real. people are people are, are are hungry for authenticity. That's why even, like, I, my, my background is in marketing. It's, like, everything, all roads lead to an authentic experience. Yes. And because people are so, you're, you're tired of being force-fed, like, superficiality. The only reason that it's continuing to show up in our space is because it's what's familiar. And, and there's a certain level of fear when going against the grain. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, so I mean, I appreciate having this sort of conversation. Like, I, my, my little bit about my background, not too long, is I... I I started a music blog back in 2007. Okay. Where I, we, by the time we finished it, I interviewed probably 300 alternative rock artists, EDM, hip-hop. And what I experienced in that time was when I first started, I was going off MTV. 
what it looked like to be sure. a thing. I was like, hey, so what? you have a new album coming out. Blah, 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 blah. By the end, I was in, sitting in the back of a tour bus with people who were just... I, the conversations I was having was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like the artists. Like, and, and because I was, I was so hungry for just an authentic, authentic experience. Sure. And... I, mean, I say all that to say that I think that's what we really want. It doesn't mean it has to be authentically, like, dire, but... Sure. But yeah, authentic, like, hey, I'm happy right now. Cool, I can tell you're happy. You know, so on and so forth. Sorry, let me turn this off. No, no worries. But, um, no, but, I, but I'm saying I, all that to say I appreciate this whole experience, uh, being here, getting to know you. Sure. Um, getting to know at least a, a little bit about you. I'm sure there's way more. And I'm sure our audience is thrilled to get to see this side of you as well, um, see what you really drives you, what you're passionate about. Now, with that being said, bringing this towards the completion, sure. How can we support? So, a few ways you can support is, um, well, one, if you you know, if you go to consciousmuscle.net, if you need help getting in shape, that's one of the best ways you know for income. Is that's like the number one source is that, and that's how I fund the sanctuary. Um, I've literally helped thousands upon thousands of vegans get in the best shape of their life and helped many, many transition by following the menu. So if you want to contribute, if you need to get in shape, you can do the coaching. Um, the same thing on ConsciousMuscle.net. We have the apparel. We have the uh, Killing Workouts Not Animals, the Friends Not Food, and CM Supplements, ConsciousMuscleSupplements.com. We sell 100% cruelty-free vegan supplements. And again, besides helping fund this sanctuary... We donate 10% to sanctuaries in need every month. Um, you can also donate directly just by going to consciousmuscle.net slash sanctuary. Whether it's our GoFundMe or our Patreon, our Patreon's our biggest thing I'm trying to pump because if everyone could just do a dollar a month, mm -hmm. it would be enough to cover the sanctuary. You know, I, like we were talking about the overhead alone just for the property and the animals on this property and the other is upwards of 4000 a month. Oh, wow. So I'm trying to get the Patreon, it's at 2400 I'm trying to get that to 4000 that way, at least the main bills are covered and it's sustainable. And anything above that, you know, whether it's vetting, surgeries, whatever needs to be done, I don't mind paying for out of pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the biggest way to contribute. All the infos on ConsciousMuscle.net. And for Patreon, for those who aren't familiar, we're actually starting to dabble in Patreon as okay. well. So, like, explain to people what Patreon is. Sure. So, Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash FNFRescue or patreon.com FNFRescue for Friends Not Food Rescue. And basically, you become a patron of the sanctuary, something you believe in, whether it's you for Sean, for SoFlow Vegans, for being a content creator, or me for having a sanctuary. People contribute a dollar a month, $2 a month, $5 a month, and it automatically builds their credit card. So you have to think, right? If you have a sanctuary and you have an audience of 5,000 people and everyone just gives you a dollar a month, the sanctuary is paid for every month. Now you can focus on bringing in animals and doing rescues. So mm -hmm. Patreon's a great way to support sanctuaries as well as content creators, too. Because, you know, this stuff's not cheap that and, you're doing. And you figure, you know, it's like, to me, my rationale is like, what, $5 is not even, you can't even probably buy something at a, a Starbucks or a restaurant yeah. for 5 bucks. It's barely one coffee. And it's going to support something. So I definitely recommend everyone, we'll put the links in everywhere. Cool. You go to right. your Patreon support and make sure that, you know, you at least cover the overhead so you can start really Thank you. flying. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, man. Any closing remarks for our audience? Well... Yeah. Being vegan doesn't make you better than anyone else. It just makes you different in ways that are better.